I will forego headphones for obvious reasons. <laughs> Halloween from Icky Ichabod's Weird Cinema live at Grand Forks Best Source, where every day is Halloween. So, tonight we're going to be talking about The Dark Crystal. It's a Jim Henson film, so it's good for all the little little trick-or-treaters to watch, because it's very good. Very good, and, you know, it's just a cool movie. So, yeah, I, I dressed up, you said we were covering Tombstone today. I dre- All right, happy Corbin. I I dressed up. You said we're covering Tombstone. I watched it three times over the weekend. It's been thirty years since I seen it. I was, oh, I'm just kidding. No, I'm looking forward to talking about Dark Crystal. But first, we're going to talk about our awesome friends over at Rumors Sports Bar and Casino, where they're the place to go. And all that football, NBA, NHL, NFL, college football—it's all going on right now. You got to check it out at Rumors Sports Bar and Casino because they have wall-to-wall TVs, and best of all. They get all the games, so you ask them to put on any game you want. Their staff is great. They'll make sure to take care of you. And they also will take care of you with their legendary beer towers and all kinds of food specials like $6 express lunch specials, dinner specials every night of the week. And they're the place to go to also if you want to just uh, take advantage of their all types of gaming like electronic or traditional pull tabs, bingo, Pigwheel, they have it all going on at Rumors Sports Bar Casino. Check them out. They're in the Grand Cities Mall, and they're open every day from 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. That's Rumors Sports Bar and Casino. All righty, then. So, basically, Dark Crystal, there's a, a crystal that, you know, rules the land, basically, and it splits these beans apart into two, two beans called the Skeksis, and the uh, mystics. And there's a Gelfling who is a little like ape-like creature, if you'd say, that needs to go on a quest to recover the dark crystal so that they can rejoin together and the land can be in peace. Yeah, the narrator kind of sets it up pretty nice there, just pretty much almost going over just like that with a nice little exposition dump at the intro there. And uh, yeah. I got to... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, he just, just like you said, you know, the, the crystal shard fell off of the uh, crystal there, made the crystal dark, and created two races, one good, one bad. And, uh, yeah. This, this movie has, you know, a lot to do with the yin and yang. I think it's kind of a Buddhist movie, actually. And I've never seen this movie before, but I kind of... I must have... Ha- caught like bits and pieces of it on tv over the years because as soon as the movie started you know we got the picture in the background for those watching on the video version of the show uh yeah because th- those muppets they definitely i'm like okay these seem familiar i think i probably caught this channel surfing over the years so you know looking at that though because i it's been a while since i've seen this um and i i know that the 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 guy there um that's from the dark crystal you know he's obviously like the Hero of the show. The Gelfling, yeah. yeah. But isn't the girl, wasn't that from the sequel? Or is she in, is that the original there was a, There was a sequel? Yeah, I think they, they just recently, uh, in the last few years, well, made say, a I think Dark it was Crystal like a, 2. 
or was it a movie or a TV series? Uh, I guess I didn't catch uh, follow-up movies in recent years. I think years. it was a movie, but it, it followed a girl instead mm-hmm. of that, that guy. I, I could be mistaken, but I'm no, pretty yeah, sure. No, the, the girl is, that, that's Kira in the movie. That And uh, Jen is the boy. Yep. Jen meets Kira about a third into, into the movie. Uh, kind of, she helps him out of a jam. And uh, yeah, what, what do you think of the intro for this? It's, it's kind of like how they set it, set it up where uh, Jen's master's dying and kind of sends him on a quest as his dying wish, kind of. You know what that reminds me of? Because Jim Henson and Frank Oz both directed this movie. Yeah. Reminds me of the part with Yoda in Empire Strikes Back. It's the exact same scene where the master disappears and there's like a cloak left laying there. Yep. That same the same exact thing happened to Yoda in Empire Strike or Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, Jen gets sent on this quest to find the remaining shard to make the crystal whole again and prevent the... I thought it was a weird name for a calamity they call in the movie, the the Great Conjunction. <laughs> what did you think of that? I, I kind of had to pause and rewind it a few times. You, you know what I thought was funny? Remember those big crab monsters that are, like, working for the Skeksis? Yeah. You know, what, you know what came to mind when I saw that? That South Park, crab people, crab people, tastes like crab. Look like people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, those crabs—they keep—they keep, they keep me- moseying around in Jen's business, trying to prevent They're him. They're scuttling. They're doing yeah. their thing. You know the the one thing I, I definitely remember about this movie, and I don't know what the rating was on this because you know PG. it's yeah because it's a, a Muppet type of movie, but the the bird people were actually really creepy looking. The Skeksis, yeah, yeah they look kind of like. Uh, like vultures. Yep. Well, on our last show, we were kind of talking about when the PG-13 rating came about, and this movie released about a year or two before that. This was first released in 1982, so the PG-13 rating was just still a couple years away. So Wasn't Gremlins the first movie to get a PG-13? Red Dawn Red was Dawn. the first, yeah. But Gremlins got PG-13, too, I believe. You know, I want to say, I think that was before. I think that was like early, early 80s, right around the same time. Gremlins so, 2 probably did. Yeah, Gremlins 2 definitely was a PG-13. The first one was just a PG, but yeah, it, it definitely was a darker one because, yeah, it was before PG-13. But The thing I thought that was so interesting about this, too, is because, you know, obviously it's, uh, you know, they're Jim Henson Muppets. They do a really good job. I mean, even with the Skepsis, you know, like just the detail and the... Well, you can tell yeah. there's people wearing the Skepsi suit and just, like, mo- moving the mouth with, like, puppet- puppetry. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things I was going to say is how um, they do such a good job of bringing these puppets to life. But the one thing that I think they always lack in is movement, where they just can't figure out how to get them to walk naturally. Like, every, it's like, kind of like watching Sesame Street. Everything just kind of kind of bounces across the screen. Well, the, the, <laughs> the Gelfling, you know, their face, you know, you could tell it was you know, animatronic, because there was really no expression, even when it was talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, yeah, a couple of parts, yeah, I'm with you, though, where the movement does seem pretty stilted. I think the most glaring uh, example is when uh, they find those, was it called the land striders, those uh, ostrich-looking creatures that get them to move at fast distances across the, the land there. I'm like, whoa, these, these are some funky-looking fellas. <laughs> <laughs> well, here, you know, Jim Hansen was always good with puppets and building puppets and... Things like that. Jim Henson's a hero of mine. So, if I could maybe just do a quick sidebar on this, I ended up doing a little deep dive on Jim Henson yesterday. I was kind of looking into his background. I mean, I, I mean, I knew him from the Muppets, but just to see how he uh, just 
his filmography and all that over the years. Uh, like, I guess he was nominated for an Oscar for like a for a short in like the '60s, and uh, and like then he kind of floundered for a little bit, and he didn't really hit it big until like the uh, or really big. We should be in the applause for Jim Henson there, but uh, that, that's a wah 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 that yeah. he didn't get it before then. Yeah, for yeah for for his flounderings before, but then yeah, the Muppet. I think the Muppet TV show, right? It was like the second season of that from the research I looked that really catapulted him to success. And then the Muppet movie. I mean, like and a Sesame cup, Street. Sesame Street. Did yeah. you do Fraggle Rock too? Yes. And, uh, and and I also got on here Labyrinth also. So He did Labyrinth too? Yep. That's cool. Wasn't that that David Bowie film? Yep. Oh, yeah. So yeah. I have a friend. He asked me, you know, since we're doing these uh, whimsical movies, if he finally got a copy of Labyrinth. He goes, do you want to borrow it? It's like, I don't know. I don't know. I had my daughter start watching it the other day because I, I think they had it on Netflix or something. And she didn't want to watch it. And I, I told her, like, it's actually really creepy. Because mm-hmm. Labyrinth, if you don't realize that, I mean, the whole premise of the movie is that she wishes for her little brother to get kidnapped. <laughs> and so the... It's been a long time since well, I've seen Labyrinth. You, you got Labyrinth, which, you know, I've never really seen much and I never really cared to see it. And then you got Pan's Labyrinth by Guillermo oh, yeah. del Toro, which Gosh. was a great movie. Yeah, that, that'd be a good feature candidate for a show. That movie is very weird. Yeah, uh, they have nothing to do with each other. Yes, <laughs> they, they, they don't, but they both have the name Labyrinth but, in there. And David Bowie has some of the best <laughs> songs ever in Labyrinth. Oh yes, I do. So re- I do remember some of his trippy songs in that movie. Oh my goodness, um, I, I thought it was interesting too, Paul, because. Uh, the other co-director in this movie, Frank Oz, he, he did the voice of Yoda and did the voice of Piggy, and he also directed a movie that Paul brought up on our last show, uh, Indian in the Cupboard. So really, uh, Frank Oz directed that. Yep, and Little Shop of Horrors. So he directed Little Shop of Horrors, the musical. Yep. Yeah. So really, yeah, I just... love Little Shop of Horrors. We should we should definitely do Little Shop of Horrors mm-hmm. if we can. Oh yeah, that's a hilarious movie. Autumn to the list. Woo. So we're uh, making a list and we're checking it twice. <laughs> what did you th- what did you guys think of that Agra character that Jen finally encounters to uh, Oh with the eye? The eye and like the weird funky telescope device. Yeah, I, I thought she was funny. She kind of looked like the crypt keeper in a way though. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. With with, with more hair and missing an eye. Mm. Yeah, I guess we haven't really talked too much about the Skeksis too much so far other than their weird movement like they kind of have that whole weird ordeal where their emperor dies right at the beginning of the movie, and then they have the whole trial by stone. And then they have tr- the Chamberlain, which is the Skeksy that they shun, and the the, the Gelfling, you know, tries to kill the Skeksy, the Chamberlain, and basically uh, the Chamberlain brings the Skeksy to the other Skeksies, and don't they like eat him? I don't remember. I thought they like ripped him, like ripped all of his feathers yeah, they, off. Yeah, they stuff. just like they they shame him by like decloaking him or like yeah. derobing him. I guess it's kind of like yeah. a naked Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and then he tries to trick the Gefflings into like, oh, let's make peace with the Skeksis. Like, Come with me, and they're and the Gefflings they have none of it, and they take off on those funky land striders. Uh, that's how they're called, and. uh Though, though, I guess when Kira and Jen meet, what do you think of that weird sequence? They called it dream fasting, when they like merge each other's like dreams and thoughts. I think thoughts. I was cooking dinner at this point in time, oh. so uh, I don't remember that scene. Oh gosh, it was weird, very, very messed There's up. There's all kinds of weird stuff in this movie. 
Yeah. They're... What about, you know, you were talking about those ostrich things. They look kind of like they had stilts for legs in a sense. Yep. Yeah, the movement. That's oh, what... yeah, no, I remember those. Yeah, that's yeah. why I mentioned yeah, they had some really stilted movement. Their movement was very, very, yeah, weird. <laughs> well, you know, you know um, here, here's an idea for them. Uh, you know, Killer Clowns from Outer Space came out around similar to the, when this came out. But, you know, if it came out after Killer Clowns from Outer Space, they should have definitely used some of the animatronics that the Chiodo brothers used in Killer Clowns from Outer Space to activate the heads of, like, the Gelflings. Yeah, the, yeah, I, yeah they, they could have definitely done a little bit better with the animatronics of the heads of these things. Yeah, a couple of them were a little... Little messed well, up. There, you could tell it was plastic. There was really no no movement. So would you say like the practical effects were some parts a little weak, but other parts some pretty parts good? Some parts were weak. Some parts were great. Um, it's hard to say. You know, using you know what they had back then. I guess Jim Henson was probably trying to push the limits for the latest in Muppetry tech and all that, and probably maybe bit off a little more than you could chew maybe in this or? well i love the i love the practical special effects in this film mm-hmm. they're they're wonderful and yep. the puppets are wonderful it's just you know they were limited by the you know the time that this came out you know so oh, then uh, i mean what was the budget on it and all that kind of stuff i know you're probably gonna get oh yeah that. um 25 million dollar budget and it made a 40 Puppets aren't cheap to make though i believe it yeah and but it Almost doubled its box office. Not well, not quite doubled, but almost uh, forty-one and a half million uh, for box office. Well, that's so. not bad for uh, yeah. for uh, kind of a kids mm-hmm. puppet movie. Has anyone ever seen the Happy Time Murders here? Mm-mm. You, you know the girl from Tammy. No, nope. the movie Tammy. Okay. Well, there was this movie called The Happy Time Murders. Where puppets and people live in coercion with each other. And basically there's like a, a killer going around killing all these puppets that were on this show called The Happy Time Show. And oh, Sounds interesting. Yeah, I guess, yeah, that one is completely off my radar. I'll have to look into it. Did you guys watch Fraggle Rock? I did. The, when I was little, long, long, I need a, I need a rewatch. <laughs> Fraggle well, Rock you know, is awesome. Fra- Fraggle Rock is awesome. <laughs> You know, and I think I think they came out with it again on uh, HBO Max or some some something like that. My brother got me the whole DVD collection for my kids. Oh, that, so you know, I, I started to... watching. I, for, like, when you start watching it after seeing it when you're a kid, it's like, wow, this is really dated. But did you ever ever see Muppet Babies? I was going to bring up Muppet Babies. Yeah, that was at the beginning of Fraggle Rock, though. I wonder was that Jim Henson? Yeah, who had the dog. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, he also made a show called Dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, oh. Dinosaurs is, yeah, that was. That you know, was, not the mama, not the mama. Yep. That was, that was, a, that was, that was definitely in the pop culture zeitgeist for a couple of years there. The not the mama? Oh, my gosh. It was, it was good for a while. It had a very just downer then, of an ending, though. You remember that? This ice age, they kill them all off. And then at the, at the end of the, at the end of, there's like one ending of a show where the baby sings, I'm the baby, God'll love me. Oh, yeah. And only, that, that I, became a popular phrase for a while. I thought dinosaurs was really cool, except I always hated the eyes because you could always like the eyes were always just so robotic looking, and they just drove me nuts. Oh yeah, because they just like they would just blink. That's their eyes to, to try to make them look. There needs to be more puppet shows. Does anybody here remember Eureka's Castle? Oh yeah. Oh that was yeah. A, you know who actually Gosh, wrote I that? About that show in forever. 
R.L. Stein was a writer. He was a writer or something for Eureka's Castle. Really? Yes. Oh. I guess we should probably get into the last part of uh, uh, Dark Crystal here to wrap that up. No, no, no. My mind was going in a bunch. That was a lot of shows I haven't thought about in a while. But I guess, so yeah, they pretty much get to the Jen and Kira. They track down the the main uh, Skeksis headquarters here, their big castle. (coughs) Excuse me, a compound and... uh, and uh, the big confrontation at the end there, and uh, and then uh, what do you think of how you know Jen fixes or heals the, the the dark crystal at the end there by putting the missing shard and what happens from there? And then the Skeksis and the Mystics merge, and there's peace to the land. It was a pre- pretty straightforward happy ending, but you know it did the trick, served its purpose. So oh, I forgot to mention one other weird thing. We were talking about all the other weird things in the movie. The the Essence draining device. Oh yeah, gosh, that I could see. I could imagine only being a kid and that freaking me out seeing that. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's like I said, there's a lot of creepy things in this movie for a kid. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm surprised that it. It was PG. PG, yeah, yeah. But parental guidance hashtag just. Yeah, I mean, just even like I said, the skepsis. I mean, they were really creepy looking for a little kid. Yeah. Give you nightmares. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So I guess, you know, we covered three, you know, this kind of wraps up our three movies for uh, spooky fantasy movie month. Uh, you know, Dark Crystal, Legend, and... Uh, never and, Ending Story. And never Ending Story. How would you rank them, would you all say? You can go first. Uh, I think I would have to... Well, I think I like the, the story... Of never-ending story, the best. But as far as uh, like the effects, I really like Legend with how they interpreted the devil and oh, you know yeah. just the fantasy realm of unicorns and all that stuff. Tim but, Curry's costume. <laughs> but as far as writing and a storyline, I think Never-Ending Story is better. All right, I'll go next. Um, I I like Never-Ending Story because of the Luck Dragon and how they use the puppetry on the Luck Dragon. But my personal favorite has to be The Dark Crystal. I hate to say this, because Legend was a great movie, but I don't think it came up to Dark Crystal with me. Yeah, I, I would have to say Never Ending Story, probably my favorite of the three. Definitely, absolutely love that. I think just echo my sentiments from the last show where it was like, I can't believe I went all my years without seeing this. Uh, and then I'll have to say Legend and Dark Crystal are a toss-up. I like them both about the same there. Uh, maybe I'll give the slight nod to Legend because, yeah, that Tim Curry uh, devil. devil outfit is just a thing of wonder. So, yeah, the slight nod to Legend being second. And then this, I still like this too, but I'll put this at the bottom of the three. So, Well, well you know, we got we to gotta say something, you know, a message from, from Grand Fork's best source. You know, we need people to watch our shows so we can stay, you know, doing this for you guys every day every week and you know a great way to help us out too you know leave a review for grand forks best source on google or you know also there's if you go to gfbestsource.com on the top of the website there's a donate link those are great ways to help support grand forks best source you know and and keep keeping grand forks weird is a good thing and, weird, 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 weird. And you know, we do a bunch of shows at Grand Forks Best Source too. Just a, we do about thirteen to fourteen different shows a week here. Just two random ones from this week we recommend for for, for people to check out. 
Uh, definitely want to recommend for people to check out uh, Dirty Thursday this week, our weekly uh, dirt racing show. Uh, on the show this week is uh, Mark Dobmeyer, awesome, awesome race car driver. So definitely want to make sure to check out this week's Dirty Thursday. And then also uh, Midwest Super Pixel Pros is our weekly video game show. And we're playing some old school Genesis games on this week's show. So just a couple of the shows to check out on Grand Fork's Best Source. And before we wrap things up with a preview of next week's show, we're going to have a quick shout out from our friends at Executive Properties. Our team of professionals at Executive Properties Construction have over 30 years of experience. We pride ourselves on doing quality work at a reasonable rate for our customers. Just check out what past customers have said in our amazing Google reviews. Then contact us today to get started on a bid for your next project. You can call us at 701-330-1273 or email info at executiveproperties.org. And check it out. We're hiring. We're building our new team for snow removal for this upcoming season. Contact Jess for more info at jess at executiveproperties.org. All right. So, Ichabod, what are we going to be talking about on next week's show? Next week is going to be Weird Wrestling, and they were talking about the promotion XPW, where the real hardcore people go. All right. We'll see everyone next week.